on all of my platforms. I cannot stress enough and emphasize enough our need to be safe in terms of following the guidelines set forth by the CDC and the scientists and the medical doctors, that community, especially when what they're asking for is not that difficult. And that is when you go around people, wear a mask, stay six feet apart, don't gang and gather up. You don't have to be at all these parties. There's not that much party nor so on all of my platforms. I make sure there's a few messages that I share. And certainly that's one of them in terms of masking up because it's really it is an inconvenience. It is. I don't like it per se any more than anybody else. But you know what? We're making the best of it. They can be fashionable. I wear one that has an African pattern on there. I have two different ones. I wear one, wash the other, put the other one on. Both of them have an African pattern on them in terms of their design, whether it's kente or whatever. But you can have your college. You can represent that. You can represent your school. You can represent your fraternity or your sorority. You can represent pretty much whatever you believe in. Because now, of course, like anything else, the mask has become a marketable item. So people have an opportunity to make a few dollars on them by personalizing them or customizing them. So, I mean, you can make the best out of a bad situation, which with the mask you can do. You can use it just like any other apparel or any other accessory if you want to accessorize. Because I know particularly the ladies, and I'm not just trying to say just for the ladies because the men do it too for that matter. But you can accessorize. That's what I'm trying to get at with the mask. It can be come a part of your clothing accessories you can match it up for whatever your color of the day if you want to buy various colors and wear one each day to match your outfit you can do that in other words be creative rather than whining about it rather than resisting talking this nonsense about your freedoms and all this that and the other yeah i understand the freedom piece i get it but at the same time you're putting yourself at risk as well as exposing anybody else because the truth of the matter is we can be asymptomatic And not know whether or not we are carrying the virus or not. We could feel great and still be carrying it. We could have absolutely no symptoms at all. And yet we could still be carrying it and passing it on to others and vice versa. So I get the whole thing. But like, you know, it's an inconvenience. But I've heard like in the beginning in particular, not so much now. Well, you know what? It'll crop up again every now and again now, too. I've heard folks comparing it to slavery. This is nowhere in the realm. It's not even in the arena or the ballpark of slavery. The fact that you would have to wear a mask or stay six feet away from somebody or not have a party or a gathering is nowhere in the league. Nowhere close to the experience of 400 years of being treated inhumanely, of being treated as three-fifths of a person, if that, of being treated less than an animal, a dog or a cat or a monkey, being treated less than that. This is nowhere close to that. So I really would get on my soapbox and would really get my fur up when I hear folks talking about this is slavery. No, it's not slavery. The closest thing maybe, and I'm not even sure if that fits it, would be maybe if you were in prison because we have to stay in the house, because we have to stay away from people, because we have to stay isolated. Maybe that's what it's somewhat like if you're placed in a cell and you can't go nowhere and so but i'm not even sure if that's a good analogy i'm really not but this nonsense about this being slavery folks need to get off of that because this is nowhere as i say if you know your history 
if you know this is nowhere close to being whipped this is nowhere close to having your family separated this is nowhere close to being raped this is nowhere close to being robbed this is nowhere close to being humiliated and degraded and denigrated this is nowhere close to that so when folks was talking about this is like slavery i mean i saw folks up holding up signs talking about slave no this is not slavery the fact that you have to wear a mask to keep you protected and to keep somebody else protected i've heard all kinds of silly excuses people won't wear the mask right people wear it now this is you might as well not have it on if you're going to wear it with your nose exposed because the whole point of the thing is to keep the virus from being taken inside of you through breathing what do you breathe through your nose so when I see people walking around with the thing just covering their mouth, you might as well not have it on. I, I've heard all kinds. I can't breathe. I can't this. I tell you what, keep fooling around. You won't have to worry about not being able to breathe. You, not, you don't have to. You won't be breathing. Keep on messing around with this thing because it has taken over 200,000 people out. And they're expecting another 200,000 between now and the end of the year or possibly like February or what have you. You all can keep playing with, as we say, you know, we, we play, if you will, Rona. That's what we've kind of called it short for Corona. You can keep playing with Rona if you want to. But Rona, as you can see, is nothing to be played with because right now we've now on an uptick. We're in another wave of Rona. And not just here in the United States, even though we're probably doing some of the worst around the world, but around the world, Rona is making a comeback. So even though we thought we had Rona down, mm -mm, Rona is making a comeback to the possibility or possibly with a death toll even higher than this round. So you all can play around listening to fools if you want to. Listening to fools that tell you not to wear masks. Listening to fools that tell you it's not manly, it's not masculine, it's not macho. Listening to fools talking about they were cured within a week. You can do that if you choose. But I know as for me, as the Bible can say, as for me in my house, I'm wearing a mask. As for me in my house, I'm keeping six feet away from folks. As for me in my house, I don't have to have a whole bunch of folks at my house or do I need to go to somebody's house? Don't get me wrong. I love being around people. And the isolation, does it wear on you? Yes, it does. But the alternative in terms of being in the hospital, your body aching, symptoms that you don't know if you're ever going to be rid of, not being able to breathe, having to be placed on a ventilator, the alternative so that you can have that little party. Because I just I don't I don't I don't understand that like, to me, there just is not. And I've said this before on the air and on all my various platforms. There just is not that much partying in the world that you're going to put your life at risk and i get it even when you know as a youth because i was a kid at one time i was a teenager at one time you go to a party you have a couple of drinks or whatever you are putting your life at risk whenever you try to drive home and all. but this is a different type of risk this is one that just by your breathing and your talking and the droplets coming out of your mouth and the eating and so forth, with that it can be spread to another person 
And yet we keep and we're willing. I mean, I'd share with you last week this nonsense about these guys talking about kidnapping a governor or now it's more than one governor. How dumb is that? Kidnapping a governor. Really? Seriously? Kidnapping a governor because the governor said wear a mask? Kidnapping a governor because she or he is trying to keep your behind safe? Really? Seriously? Kidnapping a governor? That's where we're at now because you have to wear a mask to keep you or somebody else, your fellow man, safe. How dumb is that? How dumb do you have to be to even concoct such a plan for such a reason? And you're going to compare that to slavery. I could tell you now, for those that are comparing to slavery, would that's comparing this to slavery, would have never endured slavery. For those that are comparing the inconvenience of wearing a mask to slavery, would not have been able to endure slavery. Because if you can't endure this of having to wear a mask, you can't endure this of not being able to eat in a restaurant and look. Trust me when I tell you, I love eating in restaurants, but you can't endure this of not having a little party. You can't endure this. How on earth do you think you would have endured the atrocity of slavery? And yet there are folks who will try to compare this to slavery. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Really, I'm like I said earlier, that really gets my fur. That really gets my goat that the gall that you would actually try to compare an inconvenience to a person's life that was taken physically, even though they may not have been dead, they were walking dead. They had no choices of their own women being raped by their slave masters, men being castrated and humiliated and Folks want to compare this to that and to the point where they're resisting and won't do it. I mean, I've seen all kinds of craziness of people coughing in other people's face intentionally. I saw one last night. It was a little video from a, a, a guy in Utah that walked up to people. That I guess they were protesting or they were doing a peaceful protest. And he went walking up to them, talking nonsense and then coughed in one of them's face. And it was a little old lady. It was, it was funny because I, I don't blame her. The little lady popped him in the neck. She just didn't pop him hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only she she hit him, but she ain't hit him hard enough. And I guess she, you know, she was an elderly lady and he had the audacity to no mask on to cough on her because he was against whatever they were protesting. That's what I say. Folks are losing their minds. They are going crazy and it has gotten crazier over the last four years. And folks, some folks are looking for to have another four years of this crazy. Because that's what it is. It's crazy. It don't have nothing to do with liking or not liking. Has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. Has nothing to do with liberal or conservative. Has nothing to do with none of that other than this is craziness. This is madness. And anybody that can vote for four more years of this madness, you're crazy. That's that's just that's the only way I can put it. Because, again, it has nothing to do with with the, the man himself, like or not like anger, have nothing to do with it. Nobody can try to convince me that what we've gone through as a country in the last four years is normal. Nobody, not a family member, not a friend, not anyway. No one can try to convince me that this nonsense that we've gone through, this chaos that we've gone through for the last four years, every day, a new set of chaos that you can think this is normal and want more of it. So that brings me to the next thing that I'm trying to share on all your platforms. Please make sure you vote. 
I don't care. I Well, I personally don't care who you vote for. I just told you, if you vote for this madness for another four years, something wrong with you in terms of you like this kind of madness. Because the average person is tired of this chaos. The average person is tired of this up and down, this roller coaster. Every day you turn on the TV or the news is something else aberrant going on. But if that's what you like, then go ahead and vote for it. But as for me and my house, we don't like that. So we won't be voting for that. But do vote. Your vote does matter. I get the whole thing with the electoral versus the popular. I get it. I get that. But still, mail that ballot in or pull that lever down, whichever way. I, however, even personally, I would rather do it in person. I just, you know, the mail thing for me is not a matter of fraud. The mail thing for me is I just don't know whether or not it's going to get there with everything going on. I just don't know if it's going to wind up, you know, sitting in a garbage pile somewhere. Not to say that it can't be done when I go in the booth and push the button that it doesn't go through. I don't know. But if the opportunity to vote in person is there for me, that's what I would rather do. I'd rather go in that booth, push those buttons, watch those lights, pull that lever, open that curtain and walk back out the booth rather than putting it in the mail. Now, if I have to put it in the mail then I'll do that. But if I don't and I have the opportunity and can go actually in the booth, I don't care how long I have to stand in the line because I'm hearing the reports of folks down in Georgia waiting 11, 12, 13, 14 hours to cast their vote. I tell you what, for this one, I don't care how long I have to stand there. And I'm not the most patient person in the world, but I tell you what, this one is that important. I will stand if I have to. I don't think I'll have to in New Jersey, but you never know. Because this one, I mean, folks are voting like they've never voted before. <laughs> I'm laughing because I've heard these crazy statements about people who are dying who've never died before. It's like, okay, well, yeah, people are dying. I mean, I know what they're trying to say. People are dying like never before, but people are dying who never died before. Well, I tell you what, people are voting like they've never voted before because it's that critical. It really is. Every vote counts. Take your soul to the poll or drop it in the mailbox, however you intend to do it. But I'm like them folks down in Georgia and some other parts of the country that if I have to stand in line 11, 12 hours, then so be it. Because in previous elections, usually I'm like 006. I walk up to my polling place and get the little ticket and look on the number. It says 006. Are you telling me I'm the sixth person that came in here today? And, and the polling person will look at me and, and shake their head yes. Like, are you kidding me? folks are not voting. So I am advocating, encouraging, admonishing, please get out there and vote. We only have 20 so or so days to go. And I'm going to say it again. I can't tell you who to vote for. I can't even tell. I can only give you my opinions, but I personally do not want four more years of this madness. Personally, I don't think the man is a great president. I think he would have been a fantastic comedian. I really do. Because his delivery and his style, facial expressions, and, 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 and everything else is really comedic. I, I don't agree with anything but that he's saying, per se, because a lot of it is name-calling and so forth and so on. But I have to admit, it is funny. I have to laugh. Some of the stuff, when I look at some of the clips, I have to laugh out loud. So the comedic value is there, but this is a country. You're the president. You're not the comedian. If you're the comedian, great. You know, because most of those rallies are really just kind of like comedy shows. They're comedy hour. It's not really, you know, a political rally where you're talking about the issues, talking about how it's going to be solved. What is your plan? There are comedy hours where you're cracking on your opponent. You're accusing folks of stuff. You're making people laugh. That's what they are. That's what they really are. But if that's what you want for four more years, then by all means, pull that lever down for that. 
I can just tell you I'm not pulling my lever down for that because I'm tired of this madness. And I think many people in the country, regardless of their race, regardless of their color, regardless of whether they're Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, I think many people, regardless, is tired of it. I really do. I really do. I think folks just want some peace. We got everything going on simultaneously. You got the West Coast doggone near burning down. You got hurricanes all over the place. You got this virus that we're dealing with. You got this man that everything comes out of his mouth is, is, is a tale, as the kids can say. You know, I don't want to say lie on air, but I can say lie on air. But everything that come out the man mouth is an untruth. So we got all this stuff going on simultaneously. And you wonder why people are like losing their minds. That's why I put on the good news and song on Saturday mornings and advise you to go on and tune in on Saturdays from 6 to 9 a.m. right here on Brave New Radio on GoBrave.org. For those of you who are listening on the Mark Medley Show, this is an opportunity on Saturday mornings from 6 to 9. You can hear me live on the radio. All you have to do is tune in on GoBrave.org, G-O-B-R-A-V-E dot org. Back to the max thing. And I shared this story with you last week. I'm going to share it again because I want it recorded. This whole thing about the freedoms and so on. I was not the big fan of the seatbelt law when it came out. I really wasn't. I was like, who are they to tell me that I have to wear my seatbelt? Who, who are they to tell me? I kind of understand what the mask folks that don't want to wear the mask are saying. I get it. Who are they to tell me that I have to wear a mask? Who are they to tell me that I had to wear a seatbelt? I was in the military at the time. The jet engine mechanic. Worked on F-4 Phantom Fighter Jets. J-79 engine. From time to time, I was actually out there on the flight line. Whenever the jets were getting ready to go up, the pilots were getting ready to take the jets up. So, you know, as you know, working along with the crew chief, one of the mechanics, one of the soldiers out there. Every now and again, we'd have to go up the ladder and help the pilot get strapped in. Sure enough, this particular day... And it was during that time when the seatbelt thing had just come out and was made into law. I was up on the ladder strapping a fighter pilot in. I actually was helping him get his seatbelt. He had to pull it over. If you know anything about fighter jets, you know the cockpit is tiny. There's very little room. I mean, when I tell you efficient space in a fighter jet cockpit, it is efficient space. There is no space wasted. So it's tight in there. So I actually helped him pull his seatbelt over himself and get buckled in. And the thought came to me, it dawned on me, here I am buckling someone else in to keep him safe. And I don't even do that for myself. That's literally, and I remember this. this is going back 25, 30 years ago. And I remember what exactly what came to my mind. And it was that. And from that day forth through this day, I have worn my seatbelt Every time I drive, every time I get in the car, I make sure buckling up before I pull off is done. But it came to that. I came to that realization by having to put somebody else in a position to be safe when I wasn't doing it for myself. It's the same thing with these masks. I heard something yesterday, which which is a very good example in terms of the mask wearing. What if you were going into surgery? Because I, I mean, prior to the pandemic, Doctors always wore masks whenever they go into surgery, what have you. So the question came up yesterday. If you were a patient on the gurney, they're taking you into surgery and you got in there and you saw all the doctors rip their masks off. How would you feel knowing that they're getting ready to operate on you with no masks on? Well, it's the same situation here with this pandemic. As I said, we don't know whether or not we're carrying it or not. That's one of the unknowns. 
So even though you can make, be out there dancing to YMCA and talking about you feeling great and all this kind of great stuff, the truth of the matter is you can still be spreading. They call them super spreaders. You could still be spreading. You, I mean, I feel great myself right now. I don't know if I have it or not. I take my temperature every day because every day that I go into the school building, I have to have my temperature and it always comes up nice and low. 97.1, 97.2, three. Always comes up in range. On my desk in my office is a big piece of plexiglass with a sign outside that says maximum occupancy two. Me and one other visitor can come in. So when parents want to come in to visit me, if there's two or three of them, only one can come in. There are precautions and things that are in place for a reason. Even here in the studio, we were shut down from March until September. And when we came back, you would not believe the amount of sanitizers and paper towels and and the hand sanitizer that we have to squirt on before we change shifts. We have to wipe everything down. We have to wipe the telephone, all the buttons, the keyboards, the microphone. We have to wipe everything down for the next DJ who's coming behind us. There are safety precautions that are put in place for a reason. And you have these fools out here resisting and out there talking about kidnapping governors and all kinds of nonsense. Just unreal. Well, I didn't have a guest this morning. I was the guest. Hopefully I've shared something to encourage you. Please encourage your friends and family members to wear their masks, to mask up. Please encourage your friends and family. They don't have to have. See, for me, Thanksgiving, because the holidays are coming. This is the other thing. Traditionally, on Thanksgiving, folks be getting together. For me, I do not have to have a bunch of folks at my house for things. Matter of fact, I'd be all right with nobody but my immediate family. I really would. Now, my wife, that's a different story. But for me, I'm fine with just the three of us in the house. That would be it. I'm good. I don't have to be going to anybody's house. I don't have to have anybody come into my house. We don't have to have it. I get the tradition. I understand that. But you understand this is an unprecedented time for us. Folks that were here 130 years ago, 100 years ago, whatever, whenever they had the last pandemic, they did what they needed to do. And they may not have liked it, but they did what they needed to do. But for us, those of us who are living now, this for most of us, with the exception of folks who was here 100 years ago, this is our first time going through something this severe as a pandemic. And yet we want to keep trying to resist. We keep trying to have a bunch of folks over at the house. We keep wanting to go to these big silly parties that folks put on. We keep still trying to do what we normally do. And again, I keep saying I get it because I feel it. There are routines that I want to do like we normally do too. But you know what? We have to do what's good for everybody. The pandemic, the virus, Rona, COVID-19, most likely would slow down if we would do what we needed to do to slow it down. But because too many of us keep refusing, that's why Rona keep coming back. That's why Rona's like, all right, now, yeah, y'all want to keep on. And I mean, and this is not limited to just the super spreader rallies. It's the same thing with the protests and everything. Anyway, you're getting a whole group of people. And I'm not knocking the protesters. Every, you know, folks got to do what they got to do. But at the same time, you know that this situation we're in as well. If you're going to be put your mask on, don't be out there roaming around uncovered with your face uncovered. They come to these rallies face uncovered. And then want to make fun of the folks at the other rally who do come covered. Then a whole bunch of folks getting sick. Because I'm going to be honest with you. And it's going to sound terrible. 
I have no sympathy or empathy for anybody that goes to those rallies unmasked and they wind up falling ill. None. This is the last time whenever we had this whole thing with the the, 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 with the, the judge or the, or the Supreme Court, the whole little thing there where they all got together and all of them got sick. Nope. No sympathy, empathy whatsoever, because that did not have to happen. That did not have to be. And the list started getting long of folks that we know. The list was long and distinguished. <laughs> no sympathy, empathy at all, because they didn't follow the guidelines. They were told, first off, don't do it. Secondly, if you do do it, make sure everybody's separated six feet and have a mask. I cannot impress this point enough. And as I said, I'm putting it on all of my platforms, whether it's this show, the Mark Medley show, the Live Well, Love Much, Laugh Often show, whichever one of them. Got a couple of other little platforms that I can put it on. But I cannot stress enough the need for us to proceed with caution because this thing is taking folks out. It's not a matter of being fearful, but you need to respect it. Very good friend of mine early in the year shared with me, I am not fearful of it. I am not afraid of it, but I respect it. And I like that quote. I'm not necessarily afraid of Rona, but I respect her. I'm not running around in fear, but I respect the fact that I've lost colleagues and family members and friends to Rona. I've lost principal friends, friends that I was personally close with that served as principal together. Lost colleagues, lost family members, lost church family members. So I don't need folks trying to tell me about their freedoms because they don't want to wear a face covering. I don't need folks telling me about, you know, kidnapping the governor because the governor said wear your mask. Absolutely ludicrous. With that said, we're about ready to close down. But again, you can catch me live every Saturday morning here on Brave New Radio. Go brave.org. You can go to my website, markamedley.com. That'll take you to all of my platforms. M-A-R-C-A-M-E-D-L-E-Y dot com. 